Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and today I'm doing a little bit of an experiment. I'm going to be recording before I eat and after I eat. I want to see how it affects my podcasting, and so don't know which version you're going to get, but uh, but yes, yeah, so I'll be doing two recordings of this, and we'll see which one goes up. Um, uh, last night, I watched the movie The Witch, the 2015 film. Um, anybody that's paid attention to the Horror Express show is aware that I have avoided this movie. Um, I've avoided elevated horror in general. I have um, I have issues with the term, uh, but I haven't given this film and other elevated horror films uh, a fair hearing. So I decided that I wanted to do that last night. I wanted to sit down and watch it. I wanted to watch it with an open mind because uh, I have to admit, as a, as a sort of a classic horror fan, I was I I've been a little bit irked by the elevated horror label. Um, now, after seeing the film and after looking into the genre a little bit more, it's not the movie or elevated horror films that bother me so much. I realize what has been bothering me is that if you if you read anything on elevated horror, the, um, they'll they'll often uh, uh, and I'm trying to pull up the uh, uh, an entry on it so I can give you some good examples, but. Uh, they often go back and take older films like Nosferatu and I think what was some of the other Rosemary's Baby, Bride of Frankenstein they take these other films that were around way before the genre was invented and they fold it into that genre and it's kind of irritating that there's this subgenre that's now taken like the best horror movies and put it into its its subgenre it's kind of like, it's like a cheap way to make it the best subgenre of horror is how I feel about it um you know, maybe I'm missing something. I don't want to be, uh, you know, but that's just, that, that's just kind of been my attitude. Um, but again, I hadn't really watched these films, so I didn't really have any, my criticism didn't really have anything to stand on beyond, you know, this, this irritation that I had with, um, with the labeling. And in terms of the labeling, I think what I would say is, I think it'll be a lot better to call those, if you want to call them something, you could say that they're either proto art house horror or their films that influenced um uh the genre but to, to sort of put them into the genre is the thing that 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 kind of bothers me i also i don't know a lot of these movies are just films that i think uh i i think that the directors just set out to make a really well-crafted film uh and it happened to be a horror movie and there isn't it's not like this is a new thing. It's not like making a well-crafted horror film never existed before. So it's kind of weird to have this suddenly become a new genre where on the one hand, it's like it was invented in the 2010s, but on the other hand, it supposedly goes back all this time. Uh, it just, I don't know, something about the way that people talk about it bothers me. And so that has been clouding my judgment and giving me some prejudice against these movies and so i know that one of the big ones people always mention is the witch uh you know i don't know where it stands among all of the elevated horror films um but also you know i, I like colonial stuff i like um i like new england stuff i'm from new england and i'm i took a lot of courses on medieval uh witch craze and witch trials and things like that when i was in college so i'm very interested in that topic and this seemed like it would fit right in. Um, so I, I, uh, you know, I, I, 
I, I, I saw it last night. Uh, I don't, you know, again, I just had one viewing, so it's not enough to really, uh, um, uh, to give me like a full, you know, sense of what the movie was about. I'm not going to be able to give you like a review that's heavily informed. I did a little bit of research last night uh, just to get a sense of what the director was going for. Uh, there were some things I had questions about, so I tried to look up answers to those. Uh, and I'll say this. This, I thought this was a great movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was scary. Uh, I thought that it did a really great job of building the sense of dread. It had kind of a classic horror movie feel where it's more about the atmosphere and pacing. Um, and it's less about, you know, creating like a real, like violent horror reaction in the audience. There are moments in the film that get uh, pretty horrifying, but it's really more about taking its time to build that and that's something i can appreciate i think where you can get get off the rails is when you assume that's all horror should be doing or that that's the highest form of horror i think this is just one path that a horror movie can take and it does it exceptionally well uh it's also a movie that um i don't know I, a lot of people say that it transcends genre i don't know about that i think that's kind of a stupid thing to say about a movie like this um not a stupid thing to say but it's there are a lot of movies. Every every movie has to draw in elements of other genres. Every movie that wants to, you know, be a decent film and entertain you is going to do that. There's very few movies that it's like a pure X experience. Do you know what I mean? Like and and movies that are tend to get relegated, I think, to um, uh, to sort of the more schlocky end of the spectrum or uh, guilty pleasure end of the spectrum. Um, you know, I mean, there are t countless movies. There, are, like the '80s, was filled with horror movies that blended in comedy, for example. Or, um, you know, there's 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 always there's always other cinematic techniques that are coming into horror. Horror isn't this thing that is isolated from the rest of the filmmaking world. And so, I think when they say it transcends the horror genre, number one, I think it's an insult to the horror genre. I also think it's an insult to this film. Because this film is a horror movie. This is definitely a horror movie. Now, it is a horror movie that relies on things like character study. It relies on, um, you know, uh, family drama. And it relies on all of these other things. But that doesn't make it not a horror movie. That just it, Those are just the techniques that it uses to help invest you in the horror story. And a lot of horror movies have done stuff like that. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, you, you, you can strip out all the horror elements and you still have you know, a film that's like a, the, this very sort of domestic family drama. Do you know what I mean? You can, uh, you, you can, you can do that with all kinds of movies like this. So, so again, I think, I think what bothered me about the elevated horror subgenre and about the discussion I saw around this movie and why I didn't watch this movie was I felt people were talking up this movie by kind of crapping on the genre itself. And in a weird way, saying things about the movie that kind of belittled it without realizing it because it, it, it it's a proper horror movie and it deserves to be acknowledged as a horror movie. And that's not a badge of shame. Being a horror movie, uh, horror is probably one of the hardest things to do. Um, you know, again, if you look, again, one of the movies on the list is Nosferatu. And if you go back and watch Nosferatu, that is one of the scariest movies even to this day. And it, took a lot of craft to make it that way it's not it's not it's, it's not just you just throw in a bunch of scary stuff and people get scared you have to uh you know you, you it's it's a, it's a genre where 
the director really needs to be paying attention to how the audience is going to be responding to things. And I think every horror, or not every horror movie, but every movie has to do that. But horror movies, especially because they hinge on, you know, the play, the, 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 the viewers being scared and being held in a state of suspense. And it, it, it's not easy. I've seen a lot of horror movies that don't achieve that. So this is a good horror movie. It, 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 it achieves that. It's it's uh, it's a well crafted movie on its own, just like a number of horror movies are, um, and it's also an interesting film because it pays a lot of attention to history. Uh, one of the things that I really liked about it was, uh, and again, I you know it's been a while since I've read on the subject, so I can't go through and say oh this costume was a hundred percent accurate or whatever, but everything looked very authentic to me. Um, the language is very interesting too because it was a very archaic mode of English, and at first. I was thinking, oh, this might be better if they just put it in modern English or vaguely historical English, but it actually worked really well. And apparently what the director had done, and this is a technique I've used when I've worked on games and stuff, so I understand where he was coming from. Uh, And also I think he has a Shakespearean background, which heavily influenced it. But in order to get this older form of English, he relied on that background, but he also got journals and court documents from the time and... So I would imagine he, you know, it's, it's I think it's set a little bit later than this because this, it's this seems like very early in the Puritan history of the colony. Um, but he was probably doing things like looking at uh, you know a lot of Cotton Mather's writings and his journal entries and people like that. You know, there's a lot. You know, you can go back to like John Withrop and people like that. And I think he was just assembling different phrases and things like that and then putting them into a script and then he worked that script into a much more organic sounding uh, piece I thought that was very interesting and it really worked here again I could have the details wrong of how he did it I, I'm basing that on an interview I saw with him but I thought that was fascinating and I was fascinated because by it because I used that same technique myself and uh, you know not for movies obviously but for things that I work on and and it really is a good way if you want to get the language of another time. You go back, you find entries from, you know, a journal, and you rework those entries into something that sounds more modern. And it's something that I have background with too, because I used to, one of the thing, tasks I had when I was a history student, and I was uh, interning at uh, at the local historical societies, was transcribing journals into the computer system, uh, and so you developed a real sense of how people spoke. Um, and it definitely is something where, you know, the best way to do is go back, get examples of it, kind of sample almost like you're, you know, making like a mix and then work them into something new. Um, so I thought that was fascinating. And I also like that this was from the Puritan perspective. This wasn't like a, um, this wasn't like a modern person looking down on the Puritans because they were so simple and backwards to a modern person. This was somebody who took their worldview scary. And I think in the interview I saw with him, he said he wanted to make a film that was a Puritan's nightmare. And in order to do that, you have to fabricate whatever the, the genuine nightmare of a Puritan would be. And this seemed to get it just right. Like Just for example, the witch in the movie, this is a witch that's rooted in Puritan lore, rooted in... Um, European lore about witches. It's not, it's not uh, like if you go to Salem today, there's a lot of modern new age stuff that's kind of gotten mixed in with there. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of groups that sort of try to reclaim the witch as part of their 
current religious movement. And really, the witches from that time, they would have been Christians that were accused of witchcraft, and they would have been people like the people accusing them who believed in the devil and believed that the devil had this book that he tried to get people to sign in order to, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, get them to turn away from God and become his servant, and he would give them powers, things like that. I mean, it varied a lot, but that was like you see references to the book, which appears in the movie. You see a lot of references to just the kinds of things that kept popping up in the film, and I liked that. I liked that. Um, again, it's been a little while. I'm not 100% boned up on it, but it matched everything I remember reading in my medieval witchcraft courses and in the segment we did on the Salem Witch Trials um, and, and stuff that I've read from like Cotton Mather when he talked about witches. And apparently a lot of the... Uh, th there's a lot of moments in this movie when characters are bewitched and he drew on... I think he drew on Cotton Mather's accounts of some of the... Uh, some of the uh, uh, bewitchings that had happened to people. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, it was, again, it, it is very authentic looking to me. Um, you know, I, I certainly had my quibbles. Um, it was an hour and a half movie, and it, it felt a lot longer than that. Um, but it was an experience, so I didn't mind that. But I, but I did notice that it felt like a two-hour movie, even though it was an hour and a half. And I don't know, you could call that an achievement or you could call that a negative depending on your point of view. Um, I felt that the movie did take a long time to get to certain things, but maybe that was necessary to help build the atmosphere. So I'm willing to I'm willing to not be overly critical about that on the movie. It was also a gorgeous film, the way it was shot. Uh, apparently there was something done with the aspect ratio, and I don't really understand how these things work. This is very technical filmmaking stuff, but one of the things that I was told is he wanted to get the height of the trees, which I can understand because living... And again, this was filmed in Canada. It wasn't filmed in New England. And I did notice it didn't look like a New England forest to me. Um, again, I'm from Massachusetts. He's from New Hampshire. So we might also have a different sense of what a New England forest should look like. But it, it didn't look like what I was expecting. Um, but it still looked foreboding and, and you needed to get the tree height in there. And I guess the aspect ratio was done in a way that allowed them to... Uh, to get the tree height. Uh, so just visually, it was stunning. Um, I don't remember the music that well. I have a feeling this is a film that had a lot of foreboding, droning type of music in it. Um, but I'd have to go back to really give a thorough assessment of the music. The little details in this were great. The way that they got you into the world of this family that was living in the wilderness, it really did risk becoming like... M. Night Shyamalan's The Village and there were moments where I was like oh this is giving me vibes of The Village and it managed to stay on course and not veer into that which I was pleased about because that was my concern through the movie as I was watching it and I think some of the ways that it it succeeded in doing that was by number one making every member of the family a real character um, you know it's really easy I think to have especially when you have a family where it's two adults and kids to have the kids kind of just be generic kids or whatever. And they did a good job of making it so that when the kids were fighting or arguing among themselves, that it that it it tied to the theme of the movie by having them do things like accuse each other of being a witch or whatever and kind of getting at that that history, that 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 uh that it it sort of it felt like it was um uh it was trying to conjure up that 
that imagery in my head of people accusing one another of being witches and how that would happen within the context of this family. So it worked for that, but also just the, the way that the, the family, um, uh, we, they, they were just all distinct characters. Even there were two twins in the movies and even the twins, even though they were kind of one character also managed to be distinct, uh, which I thought was, was, uh, was, was unique. It also seemed like a reference to, um, to the shining. Um, I know that that movie had an influence on this film. I'm assuming that's why there were twins in, in the movie. Um, but I could be wrong. So, you know, stuff like that, I thought, I thought was great. Um, I, I I don't know I just I just thought it was a, a, a well done film and I liked that it was a again this was a witch of lore this wasn't like this wasn't like an attempt to reclaim like a modern religious movement and put it back into history this was an attempt to take seriously the idea of witches as the Puritans would have understood them um, with I'm sure a little bit of cinematic license and whatever but uh, but even down to like details like like how they were able to attain flight and things like that. Like the, the, this is like, it, it felt like it was going, and again, you can get different information depending on what sources you go to in the lore, but it felt like the director was going deep into the lore to get, to create a world where witches were, were potentially real. And again, whether the witch is real or not, that's a, that's a whole other thing that, that the movie raises as an issue. The other thing I liked about having the family, and I could be wrong about this, but like obviously the seven deadly sins seem to be an important part of this movie, at least the sin of pride, which I thought was interesting. Um, but I felt like, again, there was the father, there was the mother, there was um, there was the main daughter character. I'm trying to remember her name. I think it was Thomasin, which I think is interesting too because there's a famous uh, woman who was accused of being a witch named Thomasine Younger in Dogtown in Massachusetts. And I was curious if that was one, again, it's spelled differently. It's pronounced differently. There are other Thomasins in history, but I was curious if that was maybe one of the reasons why the name was chosen. Cause uh, at the end of the movie, you could foresee this character going on to become Thomasine younger. If the lore in the movie is that she's a real witch. Um, so, uh, so anyways, her name was Thomasin. There were the two, there was Caleb, the, the boy, there was Mercy and Jonas. And those were the twins. And so, uh, there was also a baby. So with the baby, that's seven members of the family, one for every sin was my thinking. Um, I haven't been able to really figure out, though I've been going back and being like, well, who represented wrath? Who represented envy? And I'm sort of on the fence. Like the wife, Catherine, seemed like she was envious and potentially wrathful. Um, I don't know who was greedy. Uh, again, it's it's a little... Uh, I mean, Caleb obviously was, you know, his, his thin was lust. That was pretty clear. Um, but I feel like all of the, I feel like, again, if I watch this movie a number of times, I feel like either I would either be able to peg the sins to each of the characters, or I'd be able to come up with some explanation for how two sins were present in one character. For example, the baby, who's an unbaptized baby, and therefore one of the big things in the movie is the baby is maybe going to hell because it's not baptized when it disappears and is killed by the witches um again spoilers uh uh the baby maybe doesn't need to represent a sin but um but i was thinking well gluttony or sloth potentially the baby could represent so so i don't know i uh, you know or maybe what maybe the mom ended up embodying two sins because the baby uh disappeared but either way i just liked that there was this stuff for me to think about with the sin and the family and particularly with pride. Cause I thought, so the plot is the father, um, 
the father is kicked out by I think the governor of Bay Colony. It's a it, it, nothing is I don't I could be wrong. I might have missed like a line of text at the beginning or forgotten about a line of text that clearly gave context. But it looked to me like it was like the governor of Bay Colony or something like that. Uh, could be totally wrong. But the leader of the Puritan community that he lives in uh, and the 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 you know whoever's part of this council. I don't know what the uh, I don't know exactly what the situation was supposed to be. Uh, they kick him out because he has taken some kind of position on the Bible that they don't feel is true. And so he's too much for the, you know, the, what they said in a lot of the reviews is he's too much for the Puritans. But I think that's unclear because I don't know if he was more extreme than them or less extreme than them. We don't know what the details are. I do wonder if the details of his beliefs are hinted at in the movie. And I missed, you know, like, like maybe if you watch the movie a number of times, you'll develop a, a better sense of why he what it was he believed uh but that's kind of left vague but he's kicked out and he uh has to go with his family into the world they're banished and they have to go into the wilderness and they have to survive uh they find a place they build a they build a house and a farm and they try to survive but it's like the land is cursed and they're they're on the edge of this forest and this forest is uh and again the reality of this is unclear but it seems to be inhabited by witches who are tempting the whole family and trying to turn them to satan and and again one thing i have to say is it's not just about the female members of the family because i think the salem witch trials like 20 percent of the victims were male if i remember uh, I, I don't know the exact numbers but there were male victims of the salem witch trials and it was entirely possible within uh the the beliefs at the time for men to be witches women were just more often accused and convicted i think um so I think these witches are, they're not just trying, it's not just something where they're just trying to get Thomas in. I think they're trying to get the whole family. Um, and so the father, his big sin is his pride. And it's his pride that causes him to leave the community. It's his pride that causes him to stubbornly remain banished rather than bring his family back and beg to reenter or whatever. Um, and that's interesting because that's the, that's, that's Satan's original sin. You know, that's the sin that, 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 that you know, whenever you see a description of Satan, it, it was the sin of pride that uh, ca caused him to fall. So I, I, I don't really have any thoughts beyond that. I just thought it was interesting that that was the, 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 the sin that they went to for the father. And, I, and again, I feel like every character kind of had a, a sin like that of some kind. Um, and, so, and, and so, I don't know, it was interesting... Uh, it was also interesting because it was very restrained with the supernatural elements. What it did was it presented things that are normal in nature, like a black goat or a rabbit. And the camera lingers on them long enough, I think, for you to see the things that are disturbing about them or uh, it just puts them into a certain context and they become unnerving and you start to wonder, oh, is that goat? the devil or is that goat a witch or is that rabbit a witch or is that rabbit a familiar of a witch it, 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 and and i like that because there was a book called the wayward puritans that i read ages ago i forget the the his name was kai something I, I can't remember the full name of the author and i don't know how well this book has held up over time because i read it in the 90s but um but i remember the thesis i, I could i could be wrong but what i remember the thesis being was that the thing that because everybody has an explanation for the witch trials. And the witch trials isn't just the witch trials. It's the, um, uh, there were lots of, there were witch accusations prior to the witch trials. Cotton Mather was involved in some. There, you know, this is something that goes back 
to the beginning of the the settlements um but the the uh um the the i forget what i was saying there um i'll get it in a second just give me a moment here uh it's been a, it's been a, a long evening um but i i think that the uh the the thing about the the Oh man, I really want to get this point because it was a, it was a, it was a very valid, interesting point. Um, oh well, we're gonna have to drop it. I know, I know, I was gonna say something uh, about about the. Uh, um, oh God, it's it slipped my mind. So, and and again, uh, this is the recording before eating, so we'll see how the one after eating goes. Um, but I think the the basic point. Oh, the basic point was that they. Uh, the, this thesis that this guy had was that the 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 witches uh, the the witch the, the the fear of the witches the fear of the supernatural was a product of the landscape itself and a product of the isolation in that landscape and so it was basically like you know classic psychological horror people seeing shapes in the trees and thinking that it's the devil that kind of a thing um, that it just lent itself to and and I think you sort of see that over the ages especially if you you know, if you look at writers like Lovecraft and other New England writers who play to the landscape, um, and that's what this movie does. It it doesn't. There are moments where it clearly says here are the witches, but you could kind of also take those few moments and say, well, maybe those were just uh, cases of re- uh, unreliable narrator, or us being given something that the the, the 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 family themselves are projecting onto the the landscape. Um, so I really liked the way that it was done in that respect. I thought that it was interesting because it maintained this nice balance by the end, even though it kind of comes again, it's like Rosemary's baby where in Rosemary's baby, I mean, it's, you know, they do show demonic, they do show something that looks like the devil. They do, the cult comes out and tells Rosemary, you know, what they want, but there's also like another layer where you could read it as Rosemary going crazy. And I think that this is similar where you can read this as either Thomason going crazy or the whole family going crazy because by the end, the mom and the daughter are attacking each other. The mom is attacking the daughter and the daughter tries to defend herself. And again, spoilers, she kills the mom. So I don't know. It was, it, it was a really interesting movie. I thought, I thought again, I, I liked it. I don't know that I want to go back and watch it though. That's the only thing. Like I liked the movie. I thought it was a very interesting film. I would like to see it again, but I feel like I need to wait a while before seeing it. It's it, number one. There's some things about it are kind of intense, um, even though it's a sort of slow lumbering film. Um, it's it it is a slow lumbering film, and so that's kind of a deterrent as well. Um, so I'm not feeling like I want to rush right back out and watch it, uh, but I feel like on a second or third viewing, I'll develop a lot more sense of what the movie's about and have more thoughts on it. Um, and, and yeah, so I don't know, it was, uh, you know, definitely I, I would, I would recommend checking it out. I, I'm glad I waited this long to watch it. I know, um, it came out in 2015, it's 2022. Um, I'm not that hung up on being caught up with whatever the most recent film is. And I don't, I also don't like a lot of the conversation around movies when they come out. So I find it helpful to watch them later anyways. But I will admit that in this case, this was just my stubbornness, my dislike of a new genre term 
that dissuaded me from watching it. I don't know that I want to go and watch every elevated horror movie. I'm going to try to watch a few more and get a sense of whether the genre is one that I like or not. Um, because this is just one example. Um, and the reason I actually watched it was I wanted to see the movie The Lighthouse. And then I found out the guy who did it did The Witch. And I was like, well, I should see The Witch first. So this is really my prelude to watching The Lighthouse. Um, but I'm going to try to go and, 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 and uh, get at least a few really, um, uh, I don't know what you would say. Like, like just, I want to get, I want to get um, three movies that are good examples of what the genre is about. If anybody has recommendations, definitely feel free to send them my way. I apologize for if uh, for me being a little meandering in the middle there, for me forgetting. Um, again, I think I'm going to keep this one. I'm going to try to record this after eating, but I feel like I said everything I had to say. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, 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 th- I think that, uh, you know, uh, you know, this recording will, uh, will will be fine, even though there's like a, a, weird, a weird memory gap in the middle. Um, and one other thing I did want to mention about the subgenres, because I forgot to mention this, is I think one of the things that bothers me is it's the way that we taxonomize things in the internet age, um, especially the way that we retroactively do in ways that, you know, the people who are making the movies at the times that are now being folded into the subgenre never would have thought of them. Um, it's kind of like the benefit of hindsight. And sometimes I think that distorts things. And I think, especially if you lived through a period that's now being recataloged, it's annoying. Um, so, so maybe that's just me being old and not as part of internet culture. Um, I know I do a podcast, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit on social media here and there, but I'm really not plugged in to the daily conversations that are taking place online. So, so yeah, so I, you know, I really liked the movie. I, I thought that, uh, I thought that it, uh, it did a, a really good job of capturing the lore of, of giving us a world that felt like a real, you know, like the director said, like a real Puritan nightmare. Like this, you know, th- th- this was, um, uh, you know, and, and also he did a good job of not being specific, but still giving us that sense of rootedness. Cause I think the thing with, Shyamalan that bothered me with the village was that it was because of the non-specificity it felt not believable not rooted in anything real which again if you know the ending of that movie there's kind of a reason for that um but this was it lacked a lot of specifics but still felt in many ways like it was doing things that were specifically authentic um and I, I don't know that, that I, again, I, I'd have to watch it again to really pay attention to, to see, to, you know, but I think that it, it, that was an interesting, like, you don't know why he's exiled. You don't even really know um, many details about the settlement, but everything feels real. And they, and a lot of the details feel real. You know, a lot of the ways that they talk about the Bible and God feel real, but they don't get into terribly specific theological principle. Like, you know, the, you know, there are specific things that the Puritans would have believed and that you want to know well, where did this guy fit in? It doesn't quite get into that. Some of that, again, might be implied. And maybe if I pay more attention to um, the biblical talk, maybe I'll pick up more later viewings. But it just doesn't feel... It, it still manages to feel authentic and rooted uh, without... I guess without getting weighed down in specifics would be a way to say it. So yeah, so again, it's The Witch. It's 2015. 
the director i don't know how you pronounce his name i think it's eggers robert eggers um you know very interesting uh you know very interesting movie for sure uh so i will leave it there and i will talk to you later
Thank <laughs> you.